Hello and welcome to the Wharton Fintech podcast. I'm your host Tarun Gupta and our guest today is Daniel Cohen Sohit, CEO and founder of Gloss Genius. Daniel's background in tech, finance and the beauty industry inspired her to start Gloss Genius. Daniel was selected as a member of the Fast Company Impact Council, the inaugural Sephora Accelerate program as one of the next generation's beauty industry leaders and a member of Techstars NYC. Prior to starting Gloss Genius, Daniel was an analyst at Goldman Sachs and graduated summa cum laude from Princeton University. Gloss Genius has raised over 19 million dollars in funding and was named one of Fast Company's most innovative companies in 2022. Join me as we explore how fintech and beauty industries align, optimizing the ease of use for consumers, Daniel's experience as a female entrepreneur, why she recommends that people should take more interest in history. and much more hope you enjoy the show hey daniel thank you so much for joining us on the show today how are you and where are you calling from hey i'm good excited to be here i am well today and i am calling in from new york city all right we'll just jump right in for our listeners who may not know how did you get involved in fintech and could you provide like an overview of your career yeah so i run gloss genius which is a vertical software embedded payments company that today powers over about 2 billion in activity and tens of thousands of business owners across the US. Gloss Genius basically is what I would describe as an embedded fintech company and it's part of a large opportunity I see that has really shown how critical vertical software for businesses workflow can be and specifically how I got involved in fintech and this specific opportunity uh a few things that came together here When I was in college I started a digital receipts company that digitized receipts at the point of sale. So I was always really fascinated with the point of sale and knew a lot about the industry we serve which is the beauty industry and uh fast forward a few years later it's no surprise that uh I started Gloss Genius which is a vertical software embedded payments company for the beauty industry. And um you know one of the biggest pain points I saw about the industry was with workflow specific payments and given my interest in the space it was a natural fit to get involved in fintech here. Can you talk a bit more about what services Gloss Genius offers especially the chief money machine? Yeah, for sure. So Gloss Genius today is actually one of the largest software companies in our space serving independent salons, spas and studios across the US and We basically help owners and operators with software that instantly integrates everything they need to manage their entire back office operations. So think scheduling, payments, client relationship management, inventory management and more. And when I look at uh really what we're doing, we're powering local businesses, we're powering a base of business owners that are highly entrepreneurial and are you know essentially running a lot of operations um themselves and need a lot of help from software and we have been able to do that in a really elegant way as i mentioned with some of the workflow specific payment integrations uh one of which is the chief money machine the chief money machine uh is the name we have for our card readers so we have a fleet of devices uh that have been extremely popular extension of our product to date 
And they basically are card readers that are highly personalized. And they are the only product offering actually on the market that incorporates a lot of the functionality of accepting a payment uh, seamlessly with design, color, and uh, personalization that fits the unique styles of a lot of our business customers. So it has been really fun getting them out into the hands of a lot of our customers. And I'm excited to see how we can keep powering our customers' businesses in uh, deeper and deeper ways. You mentioned that you had always been interested in point of sale segment, right? What attracted you to this particular vertical and why focus on salons with Gloss Genius? Yeah, so it was really three things that came together uh, that uh, ultimately have led me to where I am today. The first I mentioned was uh, starting a company in the digital receipt space that uh, digitized receipts at the point of sale. The second was a technical background I had. And the third um, was industry-specific experience I had doing makeup artistry in college that helped me firsthand understand the pain point of managing business and client relationships that the three things taken together really helped me see that there was a big gap for workflow-specific software. And specifically diving into the point-of-sale space, the more I learned about the industry, I saw that there were a lot of other point-of-sale providers, but they were mostly one-size-fits-all and not really connected to workflow. And when I think about the industry we're in and uh, why I wanted to start this in the space we're in, you know, I think there's so many different reasons, but the first is that there is a really big industry uh, behind the beauty and wellness space. And this was an industry that has historically lagged in technological adoption. And when I look at the opportunity to use technology to uh, empower business owners that are critical areas of identity for us even, and um, the culture and local communities that are made up of these very types of businesses. It was just a really exciting and large opportunity that I saw in this space to power this segment. So who are the biggest users of Gloss Genius? Is it more franchisee or they are more small businesses type of salons? And how do you differentiate yourself from your competitors? We work with a lot of different types of customers, uh, we are very focused on uh, independent owner-operated businesses because we see that's where a lot of the pain points are and where a lot of the market segmentation is going towards. That said, we also do work with very large companies and franchises, and uh, we think there's a lot of opportunity to empower a lot of different types of businesses in this space. In terms of differentiating ourselves from competitors, I think it really just comes down to product. Uh, we have a product that is very powerful, uh, but at the same time, very intuitive and easy to use. And in the past, with a lot of other legacy products, sometimes the power of products has come with a lot of complexity. And our philosophy has been to remove a lot of the complexity and instead just make a product really easy to use. And I think that has really been one of the biggest areas of differentiation in addition to the suite of integrations we offer that end-to-end can help a business owner manage everything they need to do in their back office. What's the vision for Gloss Genius? Do you see yourself expanding out of the salon segment or this is where you'll be staying? We have a very broad vision. And when I think about the opportunity to power this vertical, it is really big. And there's a lot of ways we can go here to help business owners be even more successful, um, you know, the deeper the integrations get. And so, For the time being, we're very focused on doing that really well. And in the future, I think if you do that really well, you have 
a lot of opportunity to keep expanding the same type of high quality software platform to other types of businesses. So talking about expansion, Gloss Genius faced Series A last year. What is that you look for in potential investors? One of the most important things we look for in potential investors would be partnership and the pattern recognition they can bring to the table. And uh, essentially, do they know what best in class looks like? And when I look at what it is we're doing, we're building a best in class company. So having investors around the table that can challenge us to think about not just this stage, but several stages later has always been extremely helpful. And I think is one of the most important things any founder should be looking for in an investor. For any investors who might be listening to our podcast, are you in the market for funding right now? (laughs) We're well capitalized right now and we are not in the market for funding. Okay. So the second part is for any of our fintech enthusiasts, are you hiring right now? If yes, where can one apply and what is that you look for in potential colleagues? Yes, we are hiring right now and it has been really exciting to see the type of team we're building. One of the most important things for me when I look at the team we're building is to bring together a bunch of incredibly talented, incredibly smart, incredibly driven people. And I would say that that those three things are the most important things we look for when it comes to hiring. And if anyone is interested, you could probably find a lot of open roles on our LinkedIn or uh, job boards too. And uh, probably it's a small world there. So you might even know some people working here at the company. Switching over to a bit more personal side of things, right? What have been your biggest challenges and learnings as an entrepreneur? And do you believe that being a female entrepreneur gave you a certain unique set of challenges? There's different challenges that come up every single day. And I think that's part of what makes uh, my role in even working at a startup so exciting because you're just continually learning, especially when you are adapting to certain challenges. And I would say that one of the most important things that I could be doing and learning about and has in effect been uh, a never-ending challenge. And I think, you know, as good as I get at it one year from now, two years from now, five years from now, it's always going to be a challenge is just prioritization and balancing a lot of different things because you're doing a lot of different roles as a entrepreneur and the demands of the company will necessitate your role changing a lot. And you just have to be really aware of when you need to change what it is you're doing and how you need to change. And you're always learning a lot about yourself and what the business needs and how you can fit in really well with that. In terms of being a female entrepreneur, I I think there always are a different set of challenges that that brings. But I think taking a step back, being a entrepreneur in general is really hard. And so whether you're a female or another type of uh, entrepreneur, I think any way you look at it, there is always going to be challenges that come associated with being an entrepreneur and making sure that you are good at those challenges is going to be probably critical to your success. What are some trends in the fintech industry that you're really excited about in the next three to five years? One of the trends I'm most excited about would be the embedded fintech trend. And we have already started to see the beginning of this trend play out. But Looking ahead over the next few years, I think we're going to see this power even more nuanced workflows. And the reason why I'm excited about it is because the gap between software and financial services has never been bigger than it is today. And if you look at some data points over the last decade, we've seen software really change how many businesses operate. 
But the fact is that how most businesses interact with financial services actually looks pretty unchanged. Today, for example, twice as many business owners still apply for loans at banks than apply to online lenders. Three quarters still buy insurance through a live agent and probably a little over half of businesses with a good number of employees still use pen or paper or Excel. And when you look at those stats, something really feels off. And I look ahead and I think the opportunity for software platforms that are delighting customers instead of disappointing them to own the entire point of sale for financial services is a really exciting opportunity and trend that we are just beginning to see signs of. And the more software companies can start to offer more convenient, personalized, transparent financial services, I think the faster we're going to see this trend play out. And it's one that has pretty big implications for distribution of certain services and uh, who actually owns power in this bigger set of fintech. Any particular countries that you are really bullish on when, when it comes to fintech and does Gloss Genius have any international expansion plans? Countries, not specifically. I think there's a lot of opportunities in different markets. And I think it really depends on nuances in each of those markets. So I'm not an expert there. I do think we have a uh, opportunity to expand internationally. But as always, we want to make sure what we're doing in the US is great first before thinking about getting ahead of ourselves in other markets. Switching gears, are there any segments or trends in fintech that you think are overhyped or overcrowded? Uh, there's always going to be sectors, companies that are overhyped. What I probably think is overhyped now might be different from what's overhyped one month from now, six months from now, or even a year from now. And instead, I'd probably like to think about what I'm personally pretty bullish on. And that would be vertical fintech or fintech opportunities that have solid unit economics and are aligned with customers because it's hard to hear overhype on those types of businesses. One segment that I love doing with my guests is the rapid fire round. It basically introduces introduces you as a person to our listeners. So starting with the first question that I have, what is a fun fact about yourself that most people don't know? I'm a technical founder and a business founder. I actually built the first version of Gloss Genius that is out in the market today. Wow. What was that experience like? Hard. <laughs> I was doing so many things at once, but I think that it was essential to having a very product-centric DNA from the very beginning at our company. And uh, it's helped me understand our business in a very, very deep way. So what qualities do you think set up someone to be a successful entrepreneur? Resilience, curiosity, ability to break through walls, uh, never taking no for an answer, Passion and customer centricity are among the qualities I think that are most essential to succeed as an entrepreneur. If you could go back in time as a successful entrepreneur, what advice would you give to your younger self? This might be a little unusual, but I probably would advise myself to study history more. I liked history, but I've come to appreciate it so much more now than I did when I was younger. And why I would give this advice to someone younger is that you learn that history just keeps repeating itself and you actually can learn so much from it. 
especially about things such as leadership or succeeding during really difficult times and overcoming odds, which are directly translatable to succeeding at a startup. What has been the most rewarding aspect of being an entrepreneur for you? There's a lot of different parts of my role that as an entrepreneur, very rewarding. If I had to name a few that are top of the list over the years that have been the most rewarding, it's probably been number one, having an impact on customers' lives. Number two, having an impact on team members and seeing them learn and building an incredible team. And probably number three, you know, if I had to go back in time and think about the early days of Gloss Genius, it was at one point in time, just an idea. And now seeing that materialize into something that people are using and uh, logging into uh, every single minute of their of their workday, it's pretty exciting. And that's been really rewarding. What does success look for you and for Gloss Genius? Look, we're building a big company that's changing people's livelihoods. So our success is tied to the success of others. And what that inherently means is that success is about making others successful. We have a really large opportunity in front of us as the vertical software space is so compelling. And I think over the next few years, there is going to be even more growth in the vertical software sector. And I'm really excited to see how Gloss Genius is going to be right in the middle of that. Well, I'm excited to see how Gloss Genius progresses. Thank you so much for being on the show, Danielle. It was great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the What in Fintech podcast. If you like the show, then please show us some love on social media or consider leaving a review. It means a lot to us and helps spread the word to more listeners. If you want more content from our fintech community, please subscribe to our podcast and find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Medium at What in Fintech. There you will find interviews, articles, videos, and much more analyzing all aspects of the industry. As always, special thanks to our editor, Rafael Osteria. Signing off until next time, I'm your host, Tarang Gupta.